0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Siki Sports Podcast, season three, episode number two on this overreaction Monday. we got college football, NFL football, playoff football, most importantly. So without further ado, let's dive on. In. In. And wow, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, Sunday night football, their decision to bring in Nate Sudfeld. I mean, that was just brutal. Guys, let's pass around the table starting off with Frank. I mean, Doug Peterson, what happened? Benching Jalen Hurts down 17, 14 in the fourth quarter, NFL Twitter exploded. And Dan Orlovsky was kind of at the head of that saying it's a mockery of the NFL. Frank, lead off. Well,
1: yeah, their, their center, Jason Kelsey, talked about it a couple of weeks ago and he talked about playing hard every single week and the integrity of the National Football League. And what their coach did last night was just kind of a blasphemous thing. We've never really seen that in the NFL before. I mean. What are you going to try and tell me that Nate Sudfeld you want to see reps out of the guy so he could be your backup quarterback. You're down 17-14. hurt Scott's in the end zone twice rushing touchdowns listen you're playing against the Redskins for the football team your defense isn't getting stopped like your defense is stopping them with all those scrub guys picked up the streets you you had almost every single good player on your offense inactive last night for some odd injury reasons.
0: I mean, yeah, don't give me I that mean, excuse.
1: That's just ridiculous. Uh, do you
0: think that's like a thing? I mean, like, I don't know, maybe.
1: Well, Miles Sanders and Deshaun Jackson just played the week before. All of a sudden, everybody can't play. And you made See, Carson they, Wentz See, Did they active. get hurt like, in the
0: what? game? Wait, hold on. Did they get hurt in the game versus Dallas? Or like, is this just like something that randomly happened over the week? No, and then the every single season? guy that
1: was questionable was out. Fletcher Cox was out, Dark Barnett. Yeah. Every single guy that was somewhat questionable and had a chance to play was out. You saw the inactive list. People were saying, who is even playing? And then yeah, look, with, I mean, look what they put out there. You're in the game too. Yeah. Like you want to talk about, we've seen it in the NBA before, but we've never seen this in the NFL. This is blasphemous and they should be penalized for this babe, because this is not acceptable. And now that one team has done it, multiple teams will start doing this again. It's not fair.
0: Yeah. agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Nick.
3: Yeah. I mean, as he just said, other teams are going to start doing it now. It sets a precedent going forward that it's okay to tank, that it's okay to not try and win football games. It's going to start leaking into week 16, week 15. And before you know it, no meaningful games are going to happen in December. Because if you're not a contender, if you're not the Chiefs or the Bills, why are you even trying? That's the precedent that's getting set. And, you know, we I, I always look back at the deflate gate scandal. They were so caught up in the integrity of the game getting hurt there. They took away two Patri- Patriots track picks. They fined them a million dollars. They suspended Brady four games you know, all over the integrity of the game, and now we're just yeah. going to let this slide? I think it's ridiculous if they don't yeah. punish the Eagles at least a little bit.
0: It's tough. I mean, the flake gate suspensions, like, do you think we should get any draft picks taken away, guys?
3: I think oh, I think a first is too harsh, but I could see, like, a third or a fourth. I mean, they yeah. just... And it's like they weren't even trying to hide it. You can, you know, you can do what the Jags do. They had a guy like James Robinson inactive, even though he, even though he probably could have played. But taking your quarterback out in the middle of a close game is just... Like for Nate Sudfeld, who, by the way, I'm almost positive is not even under contract next year. Like he's not he's, even, not. he's not a part of their plans, even as a backup. The guy's a bum. Come on, they want to see reps out of him get lost. The guy's terrible. He's not a football player. Not an NFL caliber player.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with with what Nick and Frank here. I mean, I don't I don't think they're gonna take any draft picks away, for like, but I mean, I do think that they should um it's like it's more than a draft pick for the guys on the field like you clearly saw in the fourth quarter you saw you saw Hurts you saw Kelsey like just like pissed off because I mean you could clearly tell that Nate wasn't going to bring this team back and win the game you have your future in Hurts I mean he wasn't playing the best game but like he gives you a way better shot than Nate could ever I mean like you saw like the end of the game press conference. You saw Ertz crying. Like this could be his la- that could be like his last game. It's as gonna be league. his
0: last. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, free I mean, man.
2: you it's can't like and it it would be big for him to go out on the win, you would think, but with Nate coming in, I mean, you like I've I've never seen this before and I it's I do think it could happen in the future by teams doing this. Like it's not a good look for the NBA, for the NFL. And I also think that you could, like try to stop teams from doing this by like what the NBA did with the draft lottery. I mean, I don't think they're going to put it in the NFL, but I do think that it will stop teams from tanking like this in the future.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, let me just end things off real quick. You know, you you see the front offices tank, right? All the time. Like the front offices, you know, their, their intentions are clear. They want the draft pick. They don't give it. They don't really give a shit about the players on the team currently because a lot of them are going to be gone after the season. But to see players and coaches tank, I mean, we saw a coach tank last night in the middle of the game. I don't think we've ever seen that in football. A coach, you know, pretty much just give it up. You know, throw the white flag in, a, in a, a one-score game in the fourth quarter. You you throw it up. You know, Jalen Hurts, we talked about it, I think, last week. The only chance they had to win this football game was by his legs, with his mobility, against his pass rush of the Washington football team. And you take him out, you're your only chance to win. I don't want to hear any of this BS from Doug Peterson saying we're gonna win. It's just shocking to see a coach tank. You know, we see that from the front office, not from the coaches. So un- unbelievable.
1: All right, so oh, we're gonna transition you. now to uh, what head coach job is the most attractive in the NFL right now? We have a lot of teams, obviously today, Black Monday, coach, coach firings. So we had the Lions who let go of Matt Patricia a couple weeks ago, and then we just had the Chargers, the Jets and the Jaguars let go of their coaches. Uh, Atlanta obviously let go of their coach a couple weeks ago, and I believe the Texans let coach Bill O'Brien earlier than anyone this season. So we're going to start off with Ben here. What job do you think is the most attractive for a guy looking to become a head coach in the NFL?
0: Well, um, I think it's the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, two cornerstone defensive pieces. You know, Derwin James, I think people kind of forget because he's been hurt the past two years, but he was the best safety in the NFL as a rookie. As a rookie, Joey Bosa, I mean, there's really no need... Um, to go into depth on him, we know how special he is. And then Justin Herbert, this is the point I want to hit home on Justin Herbert. I get a lot of you know heat for calling him a top 10 quarterback already, but I truly believe that. And with the weapons they have offensively, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, you look at Chris Harris Jr. on the defensive side of the ball, they have talent. The issue is not talent with this team. You know, they lost a lot of one score games during Anthony Lynn's tenure because of his horrible clock management. So if they can get a guy who can kind of you know, step right in there and fix those problems. They will be an 11 and five, 12 and team right away, right away. So it's attractive. It is a hundred percent attractive.
1: Yeah, I see that. I'm going to, I'm going to take the jets here though. Um, maybe a little bit of bias for me, but the jets have tons of draft capital, especially from trading Jamal Adams. You got two first round picks from Seattle. Uh, and then obviously I think, in my eyes, with a new like a new head coach, they're probably going to want a new quarterback, and the quarter like they're going to he's going to want to select the quarterback himself. So I think they'll move on from Darnold. They said they should be able to get at least a second round pick and a day three pick, so that's more draft capital for yourself. Um, and you got seventy plus million in cap space, and the general manager Joe Douglas said he plans on being aggressive, so tr- that could be possibly trading for a playmaker, uh, yeah, like we've but- seen. It-
0: what happened in 2018 with the cap space? I mean, come on, 2018. The Jets had all this cap space to get Le'Veon Bell, CJ Mosley. Like, I don't want to hear it. It was the same, it was the same thing. Joe Douglas is the GM of the ER of the Jets, excuse me, during 2018. He's going to do the same thing again. Like, what makes you think it's going to be different this time around in 2020? I, I don't know. The Jets are just disgusting. They're a disgrace.
1: I mean, yeah, everybody <laughs> knows that. But at the same time, look at uh, look at jobs here. I mean, like 70 plus million in cap space draft capital. If you're, if there's a, tr- if you want to try and flip, flip the script here, you got a good couple of young pieces. You have a star left tackle to protect your quarterback's blind side. You have uh Quinn and Williams, who's probably established himself as one of the better defensive linemen in the NFL, um, especially this season. And then you have Marcus May who played out of his mind this year. And then you have a couple guys like John Franklin Myers on the defensive line, who was a really good acquisition from Joe Douglas, your young rookie cornerback, Bryce Hall played pretty well this year. So they, ha- and they have the draft capital. They have, money to make moves in free agency so think about it look at teams like I I was going to say your offense you have you have a couple of guys you don't have a really a superstar but look at teams like Buffalo and Arizona who didn't really have that superstar playmaker on the outside they acquired guys like Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins in trades and they elevated the player of their young quarterbacks massively a lot of people were considering writing Josh Allen off until they got Stephon Diggs this year and you you saw how much that offense accelerated with a star playmaker on the perimeter and same thing with Kyler Murray he looked a lot better this season than last season having DeAndre Hopkins to, uh, to the ball to on the outside of the field. So I think that with that kind of cap space with the draft capital, obviously there's still questions. I need to see, I need position, to see though.
0: I need to see it actually happen.
1: Joe Douglas, his first draft, which was this season looked pretty good. You got McKay back in the first round. It looked pretty solid. Mims looks like he's a decent player and their safety that they got Ashton Davis in the third round. looks like a, uh, like a contributor on the defense from here on out. So his first draft was looked pretty good. You have the draft capital here. You have the free, like the cap space at free agency. So if there's time to flip it around, it's now.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. But I, uh, yeah, go on.
2: Ooh, that was dumb. You yeah, take it yeah. away. All right, um, I'm gonna have to go with the Jags. They haven't been much much better than the Jets, other than their AFC Championship appearance a couple of years back. Um, they're the worst team in the league. They it proved that by the record. They have the number one overall pick, and I'm gonna have to go. And that just holds too much for me. They're probably gonna go with Lawrence with that pick if they're smart. Um, they also have another pick in the first round as well as two second rounders and two fourth rounders. They also have over a hundred million projected in, in cap space. And that's just too money to like, to, to not pay anyone. They're going to have to overpay because their team is not good. And I, their GM is going to come in and I feel like they're going to have a pretty quick turnaround. They have a lot of playmakers, Miles Jack, DJ Shark, LaVisca Chennault. James Robinson all played decent this year. Well, James Robinson played great this year. Um, they got to fix their offensive line a bit. They they struggled. Uh, but if you get a Lawrence, the quarterback is obviously the most important part on the field. And I've, I have a lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence. that He's going to be very good. So I feel like the, Jets, the Jaguars' uh, head coaching job is going to be the most attractive this year. They're going to be a force in a couple of years after acquiring Lawrence. And they also have the playmakers that can potentially get the job done. Yeah, Nick, I know you, you echo some of the same thoughts. Oh, I'm yeah, completely. I expand on
0: that.
3: I mean, Lawrence is as close to a sure thing as we've seen in the draft since, like, Andrew Locke, you may Peyton Manning, percent. you know. And so, yeah, I basically feel the same way about him. The, J- the Jags already have a pretty solid group of playmakers that are young. James Robinson was a rookie. Chenault was a rookie. Chark, I think, was in his third year. And I think he can be an elite uh, level so
0: receiver. Is, with- who, who knows? I mean – he, he really didn't have a good year, but to be fair, you know, the he quarterback, you a lot quarterback in.
2: situation, you have, you have Lutton, Minshew, and yeah. those aren't, those aren't Lauren though. McLaurin
0: mm-hmm. produced with, uh, you know, like Alex, but then Dwayne Haskins. So, I mean, yeah, go
2: on.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I think he was hurt a lot too. He had the toe injury for a lot of the year, which really hurt. But so I, yeah, I, I agree with most of what Dom said. I think the chargers are a close second just because Justin Herbert was so good this year. How could you not like that? Yeah, you of know? Course. And then, But then just to talk about the Jets for a second, I think they're probably my least favorite position right now. I mean, is there any team in the league with a worse quarterback situation right now than the Jets, besides maybe the Bears or the Niners? I mean, you have Sam Darnold is and then you have the second overall pick, but is Fields or Zach Wilson really better than Sam Darnold? You know, yeah,
0: yeah, like and they the got to pressure- surround him, they got to surround him 100%. Yeah. They got to be aggressive, dude. And I'm the Frank, I'm telling you this, they got to be aggressive, or nothing's going to change. If this is the repeat of 2018 where he ch- continues to buy low on free agents, getting these you know, just non premier free agents, they got to get the premier guys. Not just a bunch well, yeah, of they're average like guys like holding off the cap the space, like
1: they, like it's going to build up. Premier like, guys,
0: yeah, a overpay the premier guys. I'm
1: like looking to get a guy like Robinson on the outside, or or, or Kenny Galladay, or do what possibly Buffalo Chris Godwin, what Will did. Fuller, like Will Wolf like these guys. There's still a lot of free agent receivers. There's some good offensive linemen, Brandon Sheriff, Joe Thune. Like if if you want these guys, you're going to have to pay the big bucks. It's not a big deal. It's not like yeah, what they, are you gonna they, they do didn't do want to pay Jack Conklin last year.
0: What happened to Jack Conklin? They don't want to and pay him. he's looked him great with Cleveland to... so far. Yeah, yeah so. It's, just, it's just a mess, you know. The
3: Jets need a lot of playmakers. Though. They don't have one guy I would want on my team. You know, you were saying before the Cardinals went out and got we'll They also have Christian Kirk, and they have two great running backs. The Jets have nothing. They are so far away from being competent offensively. Like, I just, I, that's not a one-year fix. That is a multiple-year fix.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just hot on the Chargers just because, you know, they have the proven GM. Like, Tom oh, Telesco yeah. is a great general manager. And You get a guy, you know, who's just coaching, he's gonna step in right away, um, and deliver a double digit win season. And I think, honestly, going to the Jets, here's why I think it's a horrible move because, similar to like David Fisdale in the NBA with the Knicks, when you go to one of those teams, it's your last chance in the league. Because if you get fired by the Jets or Knicks, who's gonna want you? Nobody mm-hmm. who's gonna want you after you get fired by the Nets, the Jets, or the Knicks. So, you know, that's your last chance. If you I mean, fail, Nick Saban wants screwed. Adam, Adam Gaye, supposedly, so oh God! i don't God. know well but that's an assistant that's an offensive coordinator right it, you're that's well, yeah your last and then guess what to
1: he, he's gonna look at look at all savings pass coordinators kirby smart steve Sarkisian. just got look he's gonna go be an offensive coordinator for some, college football for alabama he's, he's, and in yeah, college and he's gonna go take guys, over yeah. a college football program and then you look know, what happens oh, people are like fair. these guys these guys transition programs and they become nfl head coaches again it's a crazy carousel but that's gonna lead us right into our yeah, next but topic
0: did he not tar no but hold too. on did he not taint his legacy though with the jets you think like let's kind of Oh, Do you absolutely. Think he tainted it? I mean, the I only reason why it. he was
1: hired is because Peyton Manning, like, like gave him the
0: word. You made Peyton Manning look good. good. Congratulations. You made a, a Hall of Fame quarterback look good. <laughs> I that's can't the same thing man. with
3: Ben McAdoo, though, too, with Aaron Rodgers. You know, sometimes oh, everybody falls oh, wow, in love yeah. with these guys because they coach good quarterbacks.
0: So, is Brian Debo the next guy with that, though? And that's kind of my guy. I wonder if I, I could be falling into the trap um, with that. But, Frank, go on. About yeah, so we're going to talk about
1: the best head coaching openings. Uh, like candidates. So we're going to talk about some college guys, and we're going to talk about some pro guys. Um, Dom, if you want to start us off with probably the favorite for a lot of teams at this point.
2: Um, Eric bien just has to be hired by someone next season as their head coach. Since Andy Reid's been their head coach, uh, they've had two other OCs, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl. Matt Nagy has has, had some up and down seasons, but they've been in the playoffs twice. So, I mean – enemy took over in 2018, and that's when the Chiefs just exploded. Mahomes, like, their whole offense is just shot to the top of the league with no other competition. They're by far the best offense in the league. Um, the only drawback with with enemy is he doesn't call plays for the Chiefs, but, I mean, he's a winner. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he's a massive – he's like – he has a massive part in designing their offense, even though he, he doesn't call plays. So just get – he will coach somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be, but I I would like to see him as the Chargers. Do you have Herbert, the big arm? The big arm, you have the weapons. I mean, they're definitely not the caliber of Kansas City, but I do think that he'll, he will be a head coach somewhere.
0: Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, I'm going to go to Brian Dable. Look, I mean, this guy has played a major part in Josh Allen's development. And just like a real a quick thing. Josh Allen jumped 11 percent completion percentage gain from like 58 percent to 69 percent this season. From years one to three, I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback have this big of a lead from years one to three. In year one, he had like a 51 percent completion percentage. He threw for like 1, like 500 yards. Like he was pretty much an awful passer. He was mo- more of a you know mo- mobile guy. You know, use his legs to make plays. But now he's one of the premier passers in this league. The premier deep ball kind of guys he has a cannon of an arm he's accurate now his footwork has improved a ton so you know just playing that the huge part a critical part in Josh Allen's development makes him for me a a big guy and obviously the addition of Saban Diggs had a big part in that success I mean I'm not really here to deny that but Josh Allen spoke a lot about how how, you know Brian Dayball this offseason really worked with him really did a good job and you know um, they had nothing but good things to say about him. Nothing but good things to say. You hear from all the players in the Bills offense. You hear from the Bills coaching staff. You hear from the Bills defense. They love Brian Dayball, the energy he brings to this Bills team. So he's a you, big guy. You heard what hot.
1: Stephon Diggs said, right? He said, I don't want to praise him so much because I don't want him to leave. So because what does that tell you about him? love him.
0: him. They, they love him. I think he's going to be a hot name. But like I said, like could he fall into the trap like Adam Gase where he was just coaching and being the product of a good um, you know, quarterback? Was he just the product of Josh Allen? I don't know. I feel, like,
1: I feel like teams are so like, they, they like going after like coordinators. I feel like it's a lot more than that. Like for example, like look at a guy like Vic Fangio. Is he really a head coach? Does he really have the leadership like abilities defensive. to be well, like- He's a
0: defensive coordinator. Exactly. Uh,
1: so that that's why I'm going to go on here and I'm going to talk about Matt Campbell, who is currently the head coach of the Ohio State, uh, Iowa State Cyclones. And I feel like he's more of year. like a leader and a culture changer guy rather than just like some offensive or defensive coordinator you're going to pick up. So that's why I'm going to talk about him. He started there in 2015, and once he arrived, he kind of had like uh, like a good feeling about the program because his team once they started off one and four that year, and he'd still see the fans sitting outside of the buses and, and coming and pulling through for supporting for the team. And Coach Campbell kind of focuses on something that I like to talk about a lot: accountability. Kind of like a guy like Bill Belichick, he holds everybody to a, a level of accountability to uh, to put the team first. He doesn't accept things like tardiness and stuff like that. And I feel like he's he's changed the entire like program of Iowa State. And that nobody would talk about Iowa State when you're ever talking about football, especially in the Big Twelve. Well, similar
0: to Matt Rule of I mean, Taylor, right? I mean, he exactly. And
1: he's been good. You could say Pat Fitzgerald. Same thing with Northwestern. I mean, and he had Iowa State ranked sixth in the country at this point, uh, at one point. So I, I mean, personally, to me, like I could, I could definitely yeah. see someone like him stepping into the NFL field, and I think he could be a guy who can change like the overall culture of like a, a team like maybe the Jets, who don't really have a good culture and kind of have struck out on a lot of their coach signings. Like, why not go after somebody like that rather than just some coordinator who hasn't established himself to be a leader? So that's why I think he'd be a good fit.
0: Will you, Nick, go?
3: Yeah, I think Cass hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, so much of being a head coach is more than your production as a coordinator. It's about, can you be a leader of men? I love that, absolutely. Can you motivate these guys to, like, really play well? Can you get them to play hard? And I think nobody does that better right now than Robert Saleh for the uh, 49ers. He, you know, you look at their defense, they suffered so many injuries that you just you just can't make up for it. you can't replace a guy like nick bosa or richard sherman like these guys are elite players they were a huge part of their super bowl run last year and you know like you look at a lot of these head coaches who get jobs like pat Shermer with the giants for example he was a productive uh, offensive coordinator with the vikings no doubt but was he really a leader was did he really have the traits to be a good head coach in the nfl no he was weak. i
0: think zach taylor's weak-minded too like a lot of these yeah, guys i think big
1: banjo is a sitting duck on the sideline like is he a head coach mm-hmm. no a
3: hundred percent. A lot of these guys the Judge are great at their
0: it's a kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're, about to but go. they don't,
3: they don't lead a team. Well, they don't motivate their guys and nobody gets their guys to play harder than Saleh. You know, you watch those guys play. They're always running after the football. They're always getting after everybody. And he, I saw, he's already interviewing with the lions and Falcons. And I think he could turn both of those teams around defensively. Cause they're both I like the
0: Falcons, him to Fal- Atlanta. would be. I, I would like him It'd on the great. Falcons mm-hmm. as well. Because they are their best red zone defense in the NFL. They're like despite all these injuries, like you said, with Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, the best red zone defense in the NFL, a stingy unit. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's situational football. It goes back to what Joe Judge, Bill Belichick, Brian Flores. he has all preached. Robert sallow will be a hell of a hire for any team. Mm-hmm. Any team would be lucky to have that guy. But yeah, yeah let's yeah. kind of move on to the next topic of the day. What's the best team in the AFC right now? The Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills beat the Dolphins. 56 to 26, Buffalo, six straight wins heading into the playoffs. Josh Allen, a potential MVP candidate in the Bills offense, averaging 38 points per game during this stretch. They're on fire. Um, Frank, I don't know who we're leading off with, but Frank, let's kind of just go over to you because I forgot. Uh, Frank, uh, who do you got on this one?
1: Well, I mean, uh, to me, it's just Kansas City. So I just want to talk about something simple more than a lot of people understand. The playoff experience to me is a big thing. And I get that Mahomes is young, but they made it to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, Josh Allen's won you what one or two playoff games tops, uh, and then you have like ca- like Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, like all these guys have been here before. Like they- they've been through these moments. They came back down in the Super Bowl. Like to me, that's just more than anything else. And I know I understand that Buffalo is hot, but I think Kansas City, like we've seen it in the past. Look how many years in a row a team that had the bye week has made the Super Bowl. I think Graf and I were looking at it. lot of It was like last time yeah, it it's 2012, crazy. Twenty twelve. Yeah. 2012. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, hard. come on, like, it's just going to be too, e- too easy for Kansas city to me. And like I said, I think, and, and then I think like scoring it, like with a snap of a finger is the biggest thing. Like you saw it last year against the Texas in the playoffs. They were down like what, 24 to nothing. And every single person on this planet knew that they were going to come back and win
0: to and have that ability in the Super Bowl, Yeah. Look at the mm-hmm. 2010 or 20 to 10 score in the Super Bowl yes. in the fourth quarter.
1: And it, and then it was like this and then Kansas city back. So that, that to me, that's the reason why you like, I can't pick against Kansas city. There's just no way I could do it.
2: Yeah. Towards, yeah, towards the end of the regular season, it was the Bills, but as soon as the playoffs start, it's it, it's the Chiefs. I'm still gonna go with them. You can't you can't bet against Patty Mahomes. He's by far the best offensive player in the league. They he hasn't really been playing like as his usual self as we know these past couple weeks. And he didn't play um last week, week this week, week 17 due to rest. You know he's gonna come through in the clutch situations no matter what. The 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 offense is just explosive and extremely dangerous. I can't put the Bills past them just yet, but um, I, I it it just has to be the Chiefs. Um, the Bills are close, but it's the Chiefs, and there's no other. The second place team is far behind there.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, I think me and Graf both agree the the Chiefs too. So there's really no need to you know kind of add on, um, anymore. But I mean, look. The Buffalo Bills, we got to give them credit. I mean, they've, they've played fantastic this season. I mean, 38 points a game, the last six games. That's the recipe, right? That's, you want to put the recipe for being the Chiefs. The Chiefs have never really been shut down by an opposing defense. You have to outscore them. So 100%. if any team could do it, it is Buffalo. And they've,
1: they've closed the gap more than anyone has, uh, I, I think, especially since absolutely. last year. Absolutely,
0: that's why people say like Baltimore. The, like, the, Baltimore's the, not the, the biggest problem, The threat.
1: problem to me is I think the Chiefs honestly are better this year than they were last year, so... I agree. Like, I,
0: I, yeah. Well,
3: they like basically might be won there. 14 out of 15 games. They were unbeatable, essentially. They lost one close divisional game. Like, they just don't lose games. Exactly. Simple.
0: They find All ways right, to so, win, and people criticize that. But, yeah, go on, Frank. My bad. Is somebody
1: going to threaten the Chiefs here? So, now we're going to talk about the best team, the best wildcard team in both conferences. Do you think maybe possibly, like, a team like Baltimore can threaten Kansas City guys? What do you think? Graff? Um,
3: well, yeah. I, I said the best wildcard team in the AFC is Baltimore. I don't know if they can – realistically make a run towards the super bowl but they are definitely better than cleveland and indianapolis like they're just dynamic element on offense it's hard to stop but can they keep up with kansas city i'm not necessarily sure their defense is great they've been playing good football the last few weeks so they're my favorite out of the wild card from the afc but i don't think they have a legitimate super bowl shot as for the nfc i love the bucks they've been just on fire offensively since the bye week um they they think they avoided a pretty uh, devastating injury with Mike Evans. I don't know if he'll be able to play against Washington, but he'll be back for the divisional yeah, round.
2: He's day to day,
3: yeah. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. And Antonio Browns looks yeah. explosive. Godwin looks good. Yeah, Grons you scored. talk about Brady's Maybe still he's plug had three and play.
1: touchdowns lost three, three, week. touchdown I mean. three weeks. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. All right, well, Dom, I, Brady, I see you're exactly you're going here. with the Bucks here too, right?
2: Yeah, I mean the, their playoff experience is. It's the best in in the league by far. You have Brady, Gronk, Fournette, McCoy, Sue, and JPP. They've all made runs in the postseason. The veterans know, in, especially in the playoffs, what's expected of them, and I they'll definitely be one of the most prepared teams. I don't I don't like the Ravens that to to make a run. They they're not they're not very ex, I mean they're explosive obviously, but they're not. They develop drives down the field. They're, they don't have like the big plays that that teams they're like Buffalo. From last and, yeah and the and yeah. I don't know I'm not comfortable with Lamar Jackson's passing abilities obviously I mean well definitely he, yeah, yeah when they
0: tra- when they trail they're like oh and 10 right what's that yeah. I think like down by 10 or more or 7 or when more when you're down like, you oh, got yeah, yeah when
2: you're down you got to throw the ball like, and they can't and, and,
0: come back yeah
2: the,
1: the thing is though they they're they're a different team I guess you could say like like I talk, I talk, I talked about this last week too I mean Like, they can run really, like, north, like, east and west now. Like, they didn't really have that, like, kind of ability. Last year, they would just run down, like, teams' throats with Mark Ingram and stuff. Like, the emergence of J.K. Dobbins, and you saw it again this week, like, the kid's fantastic. And you could run to the sidelines. You know, you get a couple of turnovers possibly on, like, the Chiefs or the Bills quickly, and – Look what can happen! Like you take a big lead with the running game. Like they can run all. Like Buffalo got ran all over on all season long. Kansas City can get run on. Like these teams can be. They just got to go up really early and take a lead, and then that's going to be hard to do when those offenses could score so fast.
2: Yeah, I also like the uh, the Rams until uh, Jer- well, Jerry Goff probably won't play. But if he did, if he was going to, then their defense is the best in the oh, league, well, and no, I, that, that's my like, team. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead, man. I want to
0: say this. You know, look, Jared Goff, I think, what are they saying? He's questionable. Well, they're validating. saying
2: he, he could
1: play, but they're saying he's that gonna like, it's going to be cold. It's, so like gonna he's going to be very limited. Play. Yeah, he'll be out the, there, but he's not going to be the same. We're going to
0: talk about this in the next segment, right? We're talking about Seattle in the next segment. I don't trust Seattle's offense versus Rams defense. And if, you know, if Goff can, if they can establish a run though, Cam Akers, talk about like X factor for the playoffs. If he can do what he did versus the Patriots in, in the Thursday night football game, they will win this game big. And that's going to be the key because they can't throw the ball at Jared Goff. You know, his fingers, you know, messed up. Rain, rainy weather in Seattle. You got to establish a run. But I like this defense of travel. You know, they're, you talk about all the good offenses in the, in the NFC, excuse me, Tampa, Green Bay, New Orleans. This is one of the, and obviously um, the Seahawks. But this is the one defense that I believe can travel to anywhere. Lambeau Field, the Superdome, CenturyLink Field, anywhere. And I think they can give him a real tough time I, the Rams, um, as the scariest wild card team in the NFC.
2: But,
1: All right. Um, so we're going to transition now. I mean, we just talked about the Rams and obviously they're facing Seattle this week. So fellas, yeah. should we be concerned about Seattle's offensive who was heading into the playoffs? I mean, we've seen Russell Wilson, his first eight weeks of the season, they were thrown for four touchdowns a game. Russell Wilson had a pass rating of 120.7 hey, and the brutal. last eight games. It's been, it's 92.3, which is the biggest drop in the NFL. And they, they have scored only 23 points per game in their last eight. And their first eight, they had 34 points per game. It's an 11-point drop-off, which is two possessions. I mean, but who's to blame here, guys? Is it Russ? Is it the offensive line? Is it the wide receivers? Or is it Brian Schottenheimer's play
0: calling? Look, um, well, let me start off with this. Because Kansas City, right? We're talking about – every did we not all pick Kansas City to make it to the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. And here's why I think Seattle's woes offensively – um. Are a little less concerned that we may, you know, make it out to be because Kansas City Pat Mahomes has a 90.7 passer rating in the last four games. They showed a stat on Fox when I was watching the Chiefs broadcast yesterday that Mitchell Trubisky was playing much better football than Pat Mahomes over the last four games. The Chiefs' offense over the last four games has been awful. I mean, it's just a fact. And I'm a Chiefs guy. I love the Chiefs. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they've been concerning too. So if we want to talk about how the Chiefs are concerning, you know, or the, the Seahawks are concerning, then, you know, we have to keep that same energy with Kansas City. But I'm not. I'm going to keep the same energy that I have with Kansas City. And I'm going to say Seattle's offensive woes are not a problem. They're not a problem to me. Um, You know, I think people are overvalue, you know, how you're going into the playoffs. I mean, look, Kansas City last year, um, you know, they had struggles going into the playoffs. They were able to kind of turn around and make a quick, um, you know, 3-0 or 4-0, whatever it was, um, run in the playoffs. So I like Seattle. Um, I'd like them to turn this around. I'm not really too concerned because Kansas City's been struggling as well, and I like them too. Um, I think Seattle would be just fine, honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean you have a, you have a week to find the problem and fix it. It's definitely concerning with their their offense struggling, but I think they'll be fine. It seems like every single week, no matter what, Seahawks games are crazy. It's the plays, the ending. It like it's bound to happen that they'll they'll figure it out. They're an elite offense. They can they'll definitely be a threat in the playoffs, but. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson's Super Bowl Super Bowl champion, proven QB. He'll definitely figure it out and they'll, they'll be a threat. Yeah, cutting some slack for the rhetoric. Yeah, exactly.
1: See, to be honest with you guys, I'm, I'm very concerned, especially with the matchup in the first round. Uh, I think that yeah, the Rams that's, that's, that's the
0: line one that I'll say. I'm concerned about that. With Michael I'm Brockers concerned. and Aaron Donald, it's just
1: going to be a, a disaster for the Seattle offensive line. And then you have Jalen Ramsey, who's going to take away Decaf, uh, DK Metcalf, and he's done it before. How are you going to, like, how hypothetically speaking, are you going to beat this team? Even, sure. even if golf goes out there with a half broken thumb. You don't, you're not going to need to score that many points to beat Seattle. Their offense can't score. They, their last game that they've scored 40-plus points was against the Jets. I think the four of us can go out there and score 40-plus points against well, no. the Jets. I mean, I'm just not really that impressed. And I think this is this has been going on. Kansas City had this couple-game thing. This has been going on from Seattle from the midway mark of this season. And you can look at DK Metcalf. You can look at Tyler Lockett. You can look at the offensive line. But at the end of the day, to me, it comes down to the quarterback and it comes down to the play calling. I mean, Russell Wilson, like he, as we all know, he's a great leader. I think he needs to take a little bit more responsibility here. I get you're gonna have a home playoff game, but you, like they've been struggling every single game. Like you saw this team at the beginning of the season, he was on pace at throw sixty five hundred passing yards, and we thought defense, check, right?
0: it, was, it was some sixty five touchdowns. Number, yeah. yeah, it was mm-hmm.
1: gonna be it was they were just as good as almost Dallas' offense when Prescott was there. Um I don't know. I'm very concerned about this. And I think some of these defenses in the NFC, like you're possibly playing against the Saints, like somebody in the second round, even if you get by it, they're gonna give them a lot of struggles. And I, I think Seattle's gonna play. The Bucs and Packers won.
0: The Bucs and Packers won it all though. So I guess I don't they know. I don't about, about the Bucks defense. I, I
1: still think they yeah, would to be they're honest they're with iffy, you, but yeah, we'll
0: see. Obviously,
1: um, I'm just, yeah, I'm very guys. concerned. I, I I've never seen this before from Russell Wilson, but
3: yeah, I mean, we're looking at 23 points per game over the last eight. Like we're entering, we're entering giants levels of incompetence offensively. Like They just have not been scoring.
0: That's a they shot. They
3: haven't, they haven't been scoring the ball. You're not going to win games against Tampa or green Bay, not scoring the football. And I think everybody deserves some blame. It's hard to, really point to one specific thing. I think their offensive line has played really poorly recently. I feel like every time I'm looking at the TV, Russell Wilson's getting sacked. You know, if he doesn't have time to throw, he's not going to get the ball to his guys. But I think the play calling has to be put in question as well, because how could you, like, with with mostly the same pieces in place, how could you be so effective in the first half of the season and then so ineffective in the second half? Have defenses started to, like, pick up things on film and figure you out? Like, so, and it's definitely concerning that they're playing against the Rams with, arguably the two biggest stars defensively in the entire NFL. It's a bad matchup and they, they got to figure something out quick for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can agree on that. The Rams is a bad matchup. Absolutely. Um, Well, now we're kind of going to Tua because I mean, I'm kind of like the face of this at this point. I mean, I've been getting attacked pretty much all day on TikTok, Instagram, whatever you want to call it about Tua Tagovailoa. A
3: lot of mean comments Um, on Instagram.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I mean, these it's, 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 these Dolphins fans are so defensive. Yeah, I, I yeah know. they He's love, love
2: He sucks. He's been-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Tua ends his underwhelming rookie season with three a uh, three interception day at the Buffalo Bills, and you know he did only start nine games this season. I guess to be fair, but Miami owns the number three pick in the NFL draft. So you know, fellas, is Miami going to draft a quarterback at number three? Or is too even the future of the Dolphins? We'll start off with Nick.
3: Listen, I think it's too it's too early to tell. You know, you obviously this is going to get compared a lot to the Cardinals situation with Rosen and Kyler Murray. I think it was a lot easier for the Cardinals. to po- po- They had the number one pick. They knew they were getting the guy they wanted. They were getting Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is also a lot better than whoever's going to be available three. Is it going to be Fields? Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Are those guys really an upgrade well, over Tua?
0: Kyler team? Murray wasn't like a consensus number one pick. Like, I remember, yeah, that's like, that's who the wasn't... Cardinals
1: wanted, though. That was their guy. They really well, that's wanted Well, that's who Kingsbury said he wanted. He said, yeah. remember, he yeah, said in, like, an interview, like, I, I yeah. would pick yeah. Kyler Murray first overall, and then they hired him. So, it was obviously, it was
0: bound to happen. Well, look, mm-hmm. man, I, yeah, but, I mean, guys, come on. Like, upgrading the quarterback position is important. It's the most important position to upgrade. You can go right? from, like, yes. an 8-win team to a 10-win team right away. But how, two, mu-
1: eight how eight much of an upgrade? an upgrade is Justin Fields and or and/or Zach Wilson to Tua Tagovailoa right you now? You don't know
3: yet, but Justin Herbert was,
0: look at how... I feel like offensively
3: they really overachieved this year because they really like they have Devontae Parker. He's solid like, he
1: was- Go go get Tua, a guy like Devontae Smith. Well, no, from
0: fucking Alabama or, for, or okay, Jamar okay. Chase. So, no, look at how Fitz look at how fucking Fitz made Devante Parker. Excuse me for cursing. Look at how Fitz made Devontae Parker. I, I mean know. like he's, he was at a twelve hundred yard receiver last year. It's just so hard to judge Tua. with
3: Fitz, though. He really is just lightning yeah. in a bottle. A and, I don't know. I'm not I'm just not ready to completely give up on Tua after not even a full season of playing. That's just me.
0: Yeah, but what do you need to see? I mean, the guy can't push the ball down the field, and that's like oh, the I, biggest Yeah, thing I'd like to see him like, develop. His arm is legitimately a question. Like he can't. Yeah, yeah I like,
3: agree with that. I, 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 I would just like to as as see well. them surround him with a little bit more talent and give him another season, and
1: then from there. There's too can, many gadget guys there, like Ja'Keem Grant, Lynn yeah, Bowden. Yeah, like yeah, are these yeah. And like look at the group yeah. of running backs you have. Like we, we yeah. some of these people don't even know who these guys are coming into the season. Yeah. And like the offensive line is like it, they have a bunch of guys who struggled. Like go get him, like a guy like Panay II possibly. Go get him, a guy like Devontae Smith. Make. Like surround the guy with some pieces. I get it. You only play nine games, but I don't think that Wilson or Fields is so much of an upgrade over two at this point.
0: You don't what know that you're going to How on. Herbert and Burrow played this season, Frank? How do you know these guys can't? You don't play know as that, well but what,
1: but then what are you going to do? You're just going to sit to it. You just picked them with the sixth overall pick last year. But, you're going to move right, on. From- look what Rose. Yeah, from- yeah from- and what's I, his like, trade value? Happened
0: before, so it's happened before, right? It's like this is not anything new, anything out of this world. It, it could happen. I mean, they won the games with two pick. at least, though they weren't winning anything. Yeah. With but because the Rose. special teams and defense was probably the best, yeah, like combined unit in football. Their mm-hmm. special teams caused so many turnovers. Great field position. Tons of touchdowns scored. They look at the I, defense. I understand thing, that, but with Josh same. Rosen, you had a lot more. A like, you had
1: character concerns and stuff like that. This kid too was a good player. He wants to play in the NFL. He's just struggled so far. I mean, I, I don't think the Dolphins are like. I mean, possibly they might move on from from him, and I wouldn't be surprised if they would. But I think that they should give him at least one more shot full season starting and not, to, yeah, not frankly
0: that nonsense of small, in the, middle of the game. No, just think about this though. They had a lot of free agents come in last season like Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy. These, yeah, guys gotta win only these guys are winning You have to fired. win now. You have to win now. You got With three next or four years. Next year year. So if you want to win and this is your small window to win like the Niners, you saw how small windows could be. The Niners window looks to be almost over. Turner yeah, at this a point, they have a ton of players. Yeah, like, who even knows how that's going to go in, in San Francisco? And they don't have a quarterback. So, they have question marks at yeah, quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Here, so, so the point is, you got to make it count when you have the guys. And they have the guys right now. This is the first year they had them. Second year, you have to win a championship. Um, You know, I guess you don't have to win a championship technically, but it's your championship window. So, um, you know, having Tua there, I don't think he could do that. I don't think he can make a playoff run. I don't think they can go far in the playoffs with Tua.
1: I mean, look at the guys he was throwing the ball at Alabama, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, like Devontae Maybe that's why
0: these Alabama guys don't turn out because they they go from, you know, these elite skill position players to some of the worst because they go to bad situations. But Miami's not a bad situation at all, so.
1: Um, I mean, I think on offense, you could say that, or like is like he yeah. like,
0: like, was a pretty good piece, though. He, yeah, he loves sick. Yes, he's a solid piece. And Parker, I don't want to hear said, Devontae like, Parker. People uh, call it Devontae Parker. He was a 1200 yard receiver. Like I just said, with Ryan I mean, he's not
1: bad, but you also can't say on the field.
0: I've player. seen that Dollar, guy personally. No doubt, get up.
3: Who else do they have? Who's their number two they receiver? Who's their they running? They don't have
0: a number two. They don't have a number two. They
1: just
3: don't, he don't have any. he
0: got his knee, though. Like, I don't know. But like Gaskins you can like an all right running back. Like dude, we've seen running backs, dude. Running backs are like these guys yeah. if you're a good quarterback, it doesn't matter who you have a running back, dude. Look at Aaron Rodgers all these years in Green Bay. He had nobody are running back like Eddie Lacy. Like come on. Like, like It's a joke. Like just get this guy get this guy out, please. For, for the
2: for yeah, the Yeah, I, agree. I I agree with Ben. Uh is not ex- he he he's not explosive and dangerous like you see these other quarterbacks like all the successful quarterbacks Rodgers, Mahomes, reason in his prime, like you, like you, you. If you want to win, you need a quarterback that can make plays. You don't need a game manager. Tua's not the guy. Go draft a quarterback and overhaul overhaul this offense. Because how
0: many Super Bowl teams have won with a good running back? Let me ask you that. How like. All the Super Bowl teams have no good running backs. Damian Williams, Lassiter, Kansas City. You have, you know, Tom Brady, all those years of the Patriots. I mean, they had, no like, James White. He's nothing special. But That's so why that I thought it was, was interesting. White? Come on.
3: No, those are those I mean, first-round pick on a running back, and I really didn't feel like they needed that. Like
0: Yeah, that, yeah. that was – I mean, I, look, I don't know. I'm not going to judge the Chiefs. I'm not good. judging their GM. Their Veach is incredible.
2: Yeah, I agree. yeah, but they so picked I'm up Le'Veon
1: Bell off the street and he's doing just as decent as Edwards Hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Point. That's why I just didn't think they needed that pick.
0: I I, I, agree. I could. I could use it wrong. on
1: the offensive yeah. line. It's, they've had a ton of injuries up there this year.
0: We'll just continue to, you know, fortify the defense, continue to fortify the, you know, maybe add more weapons. Who knows? I mean, there's never, you know, too much weapons. But, so have, so
1: if you're the Dolphins, though, you're going to you're gonna take a quarterback with the third overall pick rather than a skilled.
0: I'm taking Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. For an field. offensive Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Because i upgrade the quarterback.
1: I
3: bet the It'll, Dolphins really wish they took Herbert instead of Tua. This whole situation would have been avoided and they'd be a 13 win team, maybe? Who knows? Probably. Maybe a
0: 14 win team. They would be insane. They would have yeah. probably, they would have probably
3: won, won the division.
1: Win. And even though Buffalo is that good, they probably still would have won the division. You know, Herbert's
3: just been lights out, no doubt. He's had some struggles, obviously, as a rookie, but he's he's been so good.
0: He's been. I, I love him. I think we year. all love him. We're big fans. We're big fans of Herbert. But. Um, yeah, we're talking about college football right now, right? I guess it's that time of year. College football, yeah. the semifinal recap. Let's kind of look at that. Um, Clemson, they lose to Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. Justin Fields six touchdowns. Um, and did he drive his draft stock up enough? Uh, kind I of think talk so. About that, but as well as the game, so we'll, we'll start off with Frank.
1: That's something you got to talk about a lot to me. I mean, to see like that, he got you. You could obviously tell that he, his ribs got cracked. I mean, you saw him on the sideline toughness, in,
0: in the game, t- the toughness,
1: mental toughness, uh, ability to keep going. You know, I to me, like, the toughness is huge, especially with these quarterbacks. And, I, you know, Justin Fields, you, a lot of people say, like, his ability to, like, read the field and everything might not be the best, but, like, the toughness ability and, like, that factor to me, like, that's a huge plus for me. And I think he definitely drove his draft, stop, uh, draft stock up with that play. And I think he's going to play half decent against Alabama as well. And I think he's going to bring his draft up, uh, stock up a little bit more too because people have been questioning him or Zach a second – uh, quarter or third quarterback pick in this draft. I mean, I think the toughness for to me indeed. is huge. But, uh, I mean, listen, you've seen it. Like, he, he doesn't – look at the playmakers at Alabama compared to the playmakers at Ohio State. Like, Chris Olave is a decent receiver. but They got Devontae Smith down on their side, who's a Heisman Trophy. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. And Justin Fields, six touchdowns against a Clemson defense. That's no slouch. So.
2: Yeah. Well, I
0: don't know. Um, yeah, you guys take the show. I mean, <laughs> I'll go last.
2: Right I here. mean – I was genuine. I was like really genuinely surprised that that Clemson lost that game against Ohio State. I thought Lawrence was going to come out hot Me too. and like solidify his 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 that he was the number one pick. I mean, he's obviously going to be pick number one. He's by far the best quarterback in the draft. But I mean, I was I was really surprised at how well Ohio State played. And I can't say that they're going to beat Alabama. I really I think Alabama's by far the best team. I mean, I think that they could give them a fight. I mean, really like. This to be the, the Alabama game. offense too Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, all in the offensive end. They have too many weapons. I don't. Th- yeah, Waddle's coming back now too. They're saying they think it's they sad. think they're gonna get Waddle back. You to want to know why bad. these
0: Alabama quarterbacks too bad, dude? Look at these weapons that they got. Yeah, you, like look at you just weapons. said.
2: Why I mean, does he? He's got
0: Devontae Smith, like like these guys, man. That they have Najee Harris, obviously. I mean, like it's just crazy. But I think something that I heard from Michael Lombardi, a former general manager, um, of the Patriots, um, but. Um, about, you know, your draft stock and how much of a difference one game could make on your draft stock if it's a versus a high caliber opponent. Like if you're playing a team, Alabama or Clemson, that one game of tape to NFL GMs matters a ton. People say senior bowl matters a lot. These games in the national championship, like your know, bowl games, depending on the opponent, matter a lot.
1: Well, hundred percent, and this is why I think I don't. I was never a huge fan of Tua because look what would happen when they play defenses like SEC, uh, like like SEC defenses like Georgia and LSU in these big games. He would struggle because these defenses would disguise. They show different looks because they they have this kind of talent, and he struggled in those games. But then you look at a guy like Justin Fields against a Clemson defense. He threw six touchdowns. And Ohio State was missing their left that's, guard and lots of guys. That's on convincing. Yeah. He threw six touchdowns and he played through cracked ribs the entire time and he made no excuses. He he got right back in the game. He missed one. Yeah, snap let me out tell you something
0: too. If the Jets pass on Fields, Dolphins take Fields. Dolphins take Fields.
2: I I really I I really thought Fields was gonna struggle. It seemed like he he can never really complete like a full good game in these big games. But I mean he really surprised me. Like yeah, I think I think he last year definitely. against Clemson, same way. Through two picks.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we already kind of, Dom already kind of talked about the national championship a little bit. Alabama versus Ohio State. Uh, Dom, you thought Alabama, I think we all think Alabama, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, definitely. So we all think Alabama.
2: I feel like it's going to be close in the beginning, but I mean, Alabama is way too good of a team. I see them winning by around 20 points. I mean, I, I feel like Ohio State may come out hot, but there's there's no way that they could keep up with this this Alabama offense they also have Patrick and Dylan Moses playing great on the defensive end Alabama so I mean there's there's I don't think that there's a chance that Ohio State gonna win personally but I mean I hope that it's a good game and us football fans are are pleased anybody have the line on this game like what's the spread
1: it was minus eight for Bama yeah it's not
2: it's right, nothing so, crazy so they don't the, think it's
0: crazy okay
1: I mean I mean, like you saw it, like Alabama's defense isn't anything special. And Ohio State's defense obviously isn't really anything special either. Like it's definitely going to be a high-scoring game. The thing is on Alabama – like look at Alabama's offense. Like Dom was talking about, they do everything with such ease on offense. Like it seems like when they're driving – like I, you I rarely feet. see them in third down. You rarely see them ever in a third down. And you always see these big plays, even though we screen passes from Mac Jones, Najee Harris, you always see a big play from Alabama. It's like one, two, three. It's like the Chiefs almost level of offense in college. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I've already said it. I mean, that's why Tua is uh, struggling. Yeah, the weapons. Struggling. But uh, I guess that's going to be it for the Sneaky Sports Podcast Season 3, episode number two. Obviously, go follow the socials, the Instagram, the TikTok. Um, we'd see how that day in the life post is is coming out to be. Um, any, anyway, we got the TikTok, we got, we, got a, Twitter, we got a special guest Instagram, on Friday, our first, our special first guest. Episode. We got to mention it right here. We got Craig Carton joining Big guess. sports Big. podcast, season three, episode three, Friday, 1230. Going to be out on YouTube by 6 p.m. Be ready. I called it. Um, that's going to be the show. Um, thanks for tuning in to the dumbest show on the planet. And we'll, we'll see you guys uh, in the next one. Peace.
1: Peace. See you guys. 390.